Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, friends and family. How y'all like that one? <laughs> Is that better than like Dear Diary? Or like, hey, journal. I said we still try and get the kinks out. Um, But yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, I did have some things I wanted to talk about today. Um, goodness gracious. I said I was going to start taking notes and putting notes in my phone, but I had failed to do that because when something came, uh, oh, you know what? I do remember. Okay. So I was having this conversation, um, with someone today and the last couple of days we've been kind of talking about dating, like dating currently in 2022. And, um, he is a, He's a little bit older than me. Um, he has had some very long-term relationships and he also has been married. And um, we were just talking about <laughs> princess treatment, which is like, he was thinking like, as a grown woman, should you be saying things like, or requesting treatment considered princess treatment because he says when he thinks of princesses he thinks of his daughters as opposed to a grown woman who he is interested in like at that point in time you should be calling yourself a queen and so I kind of felt the same way I kind of like agreed with him on that and um I don't know, but I I did inform him that you could be a princess and still be of age or a woman of a certain age. Um, Because even if you look at like what Queen Elizabeth, she's like a million years old right now. She's like a hundred or something. And the princes and princesses are grown adults. Um, But I guess when we're talking about or when we put in the terms of um like when we say princess treatment they they're more so referring to like pampering and um it did kind of cross my mind that a lot of times we're requesting and requiring of things and and naming things things we have no affiliation with like we don't even know what queens and princesses or how they are possibly even treated. We have no relationship with any type of princess or queen. Um, and then the most funny thing is 
how do you want to consider yourself a princess? And then you consider yourself dating a king. So I don't know. I know it's probably just a play on words. But I think we got to realize like how we use these words. And um, <laughs> like I just think it's weird. Like princess treatment to me is just like weird. But I'm not like that princessy type of girl either. Um, I do want to... Um, I do in in my next relationship. Um, I do plan on um, dating to marry, and in my next relationship, um, I want I want to be soft, and I don't think well there has been a time where I was soft, but like it's been a very long time where I have felt safe and secure enough to be soft or to want to be. Maybe that's what they mean when they say princess. Like, they want to be, like, dainty and girly and soft. So, like, maybe that's the thing. Um, I can dig that. I don't want to call it... I don't want to call it, like, princess. Because when I think of princess, I think of, like, tiara and pink. I don't necessarily think of, like, grown and crowned. Um... But hey, to each his own. If you want princess treatment and that's what you want to call it, do so. But back to me just like wanting to be soft and like moving forward like in dating. I want to be, and this came up in conversation too, like I really, um, he's, he, on top of him being intriguing, he, we talk like we rant for, we can rent, we can rant for hours and I enjoy that. If you haven't noticed, I like ranting. But, um, yeah, I think I want to be, um, I want to be in a situation where a man handles the heavy lifting and not just physically, but in all ways, in all aspects. Like I want to be with someone who handles everything like a man, like, and I think for so long, um, we, I have, I can't say we as a woman, like we as women, but I know me more specifically has pieced together men and in doing so and in piecing together men, um, I pull what I need at the time from different men and, um, I want to be faithful in a relationship. Like I don't want to feel like I need to get fulfillment elsewhere and I'm not saying that um I'm not saying that every single situation in every single relation well I'm not I don't know <laughs> I know I want to I want to be in a monogamous relationship I want to I want to feel consumed by somebody I want to feel like I don't want, I, or I would never disrespect my relationship. I don't want to seek elsewhere for the lack in my relationship. And if I feel like there is lack in the relationship, I want to be able to have an open and honest conversation. Um, And I want it to go both ways. Like, I know that I, I know that 
relationships aren't going to be 100% because if that were the case, there would be no room for God. I I truly understand that. Like, I do want God to be at the core of the relationship. Um, But I also, um, I want to... I want to feel fulfillment. I want to feel a form of satisfaction. I want to be happy. And I want to be home to someone. And when I say I want to be home to someone, like I want to be someone's base. Where whatever happens, like, oh, you know what? Like when you used to play like it's, I don't know if y'all ever play it's like, (laughs) Like when you play, I guess it's tag or it's or like not it, not it when you, whatever. But when you play like that game where you would, everybody, you would close your eyes and you would count to like 20 or something like that. And everybody would like run or hide. And if you find somebody, you would tag them and they were it. And so the only way that um, you wouldn't get it is if you would run back to base. And you would be on base so the person couldn't take you. And so it's, base was always like a safe place. Like, I want to be a safe space for somebody. I want to be base. I want to be home. I want to be ground zero. Like, I want to be all of that to somebody. And I want somebody to be that to me. Like, I, I'm fully, um, I am willing to give... I am willing to give what I am looking forward to receiving. And I know a lot of times we aren't. Um, Because the first thing we think about is money. Like, it's like the first thing people think about in relationships is money and sex. Right? And the crazy thing is those are the two main things that, like, they're the driving forces of divorce. They're, like, the main reason for breakups. Um, and not, and it, it doesn't matter if it's in abundance or if it's the lack thereof, they're still the main reasons for, um, breakups and separations and issues and relationships. And so, um, in my opinion, I feel like if you, if people have, if people are free in those spaces, then they aren't an issue. Because when I look back to relationships where um, there wasn't a financial constraint and we were, he was free financially. And I'm going to say it that way because, I mean, yeah. So, and they were free financially. um, That wasn't an issue for us. It, It just wasn't. And so... Um, I feel this, I feel the same way. I guess, I guess it would be sexually. Like when you, when you are free sexually with someone and when you feel free sexually with someone, then, um, you don't really have a lot of restraints. You don't really have a lot of, like, that's not the issue. I've talked, <laughs> it's so crazy. I talked to, I, listen, I have had, I don't want to say this. I do, I mean, whatever. I've had an influx of married men most recently. What, um, in my DMs or just like 
talking, texting, and absolutely nothing sexual, like absolutely nothing. Um, just really talking. Um, some of it has been kind of flirty, but um, it it hasn't been. It's it, it's nothing disrespectful. Um, in their relationships, I'm not sure what their partners would be okay with and not okay with. Um, but it hasn't crossed any lines. It's strictly just like talking and I really do enjoy talking to married men because I do plan on being married one day and they give up, they give a lot of game. Like they, they give a lot of game. Like in, in teaching me inadvertently what I want and what I don't want, what to expect and what not to expect. And, um, just, I guess, some realism when it comes to relationships now in 2022. Like, when I look at relationships, like, my mom was married once. She's in a very long-term relationship now with her soon-to-be husband. Um, and I think for the most part, like, I look at... I look at her relationship because that was probably the only one that I had in my life. Like, oh my God, mother, she had a really good relationship. Like her and her husband, like they have fun together. They do everything together. Like it's just a really good relationship to watch. My uncle as well. Um, but this is also his second wife. Um, so watching him with his second wife is like, tremendously different in so many ways like they're different people that's the first thing and the the first of all this is hard because it's like I don't really know where I want to draw the line in how authentic I want to be so I might pause a lot and stutter because I know that this will be in a public forum and like I said before like sometimes your story even though it's your story um it intersects with somebody else's story and so um yeah so (laughs) and looking at my uncle and his first wife like it was a lot of we did more family things we he was more family centered in my opinion um and his new wife is he's more involved in the in her family and in his marriage to her which is totally fine like hey I've never been married I don't know what you know I don't I know what I would want in my marriage but me have never never have been a wife like I don't know what I would be requiring of my husband I really don't but hey so going back to um just having conversations with um some friends of mine most recently that are married men um just talking to them 
Um, <laughs> it's like they're they're okay with finding that one person, but it's I'm starting to think like is like am I gonna have to put up with infidelity? Like that to me is that's a deal breaker because when I find out like concrete evidence or when I find out like not just like me assuming something but when I find out that there has been infidelity I leave like for me it's no conversation it's no back and forth it's no it's no none of that (laughs) and so um I'm just I check out I check out from the relationship I and it, it it used to be for me like it used to be fair game for me um had I not did what I had done first <laughs> but you kind of open up the door to say that in my opinion that this is now becoming an open relationship and so I think a lot of times we don't think about the nonverbal communication. We don't think about that. And we don't think about what our actions actually say. So for me, um, I'm, I pick up on nonverbal cues. And so when men act a certain way or they do certain things or they put themselves in certain situations I receive that as communication which might lead to me feeling rejected or you not wanting to be here and so it's so crazy because I had a conversation with with well like I said with one of my friends and I was just like why don't you like why do you stay married? And he's like, oh, Lenise, that's my best friend. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I just don't get it. What in the world? Like, what? Like, why do you? And if that is your best friend, like, maybe she just okay with it. I don't know. Because I'm like, why do you want to hurt her like that. But I also think that sometimes we're just selfish. I know I have been selfish. I've been selfish in a lot of relationships because I felt like there has been multiple times where I've caught the short end of the stick. And whether it be with the person that I'm with or a previous relationship or somebody on the side, like, I don't feel like I have gotten enough of someone or from someone. Um, And so I responded differently. And so now moving forward, like me knowing what I want, I don't even waste time anymore. So even with like dating, like I don't... Yeah, sometimes women want to go out on dates. You get a free meal. You get a couple laughs. You get somebody just telling you how beautiful you are and how much of great of a person that you are. And sometimes we need that. Like, as women, like, 
sometimes we just want that. Sometimes we want to get away from the kids. And sometimes we just, we don't want to be with the girlfriends. And sometimes we want to be treated nice. And we want to go out on the town and have a nice evening. And like I said, like you want to be told like how great you are and how beautiful you are and how intelligent you are. And um, you want your ego stroked. Like we want our ego stroked just like men want their ego stroked. <laughs> um so yeah like it's just I know it's been a rambling rant but yeah yeah I also I kind of wanted to talk about like um how I how I let one like I know it's time because I've been I feel like this a situation that I'm in currently that is it is literally like a replay of a situation that I was in before and um just moving forward like I want to get to a space where I don't allow this person to absolutely ruin my day and consume so much of my brain power and so um if I were to like journal about it um, I would still be posing a question, I think, to myself and to my journal, like, asking myself, like, how do I not let this person ultimately just ruin my day? And when I say ruin my day, I mean, like, when the name pops up on the screen, it's like I get a something in the pit of my stomach. Like, I'm just utterly disgusted by this person and their being and their existence. And I don't think I, I think I have been here before. But it just took so long. It took so long to not be utterly disgusted by this person like that I was in the previous relationship with. And this feels like a replay. So I a lot of times like when when I get um, a situation more than once in my life or when it feels like a replay or when something feels like deja vu or like, oh, I've been here before. Like, I think of it as like it's something I didn't learn from the first time. And if it's something that I didn't learn from the first time and it comes back again, like I want to make sure that I learned the lesson before I enter into a committed relationship, a long-term relationship with someone else like I want to make sure that I am like unbothered and I'm not I'm just totally just not unbothered by things it is and I think it was it is because the amount of disgust that I have for the person on top of feeling like I let myself down again. Like, dang, Ramiz. I don't know what you was doing. Like, yo, you was, you was doing good. Dang, you just, you know what I mean? So, yeah, if y'all got any feedback, like I said, like always, like, feel free, like, DM me. Like, let me know if y'all, if y'all even listening to this, like, if you listen to it or... You can shoot me a DM. You can um, shoot, put it in the show notes. 
um, how you feel about it or whatever, but love it, hate it, want more of something, want to know more of something about me. That's cool. Um, but ultimately it's just, just really like an audio journal that I committed to and not only to myself, but to God, like I wanted to be consistent with something. I don't think I've ever been consistent with anything as much as I was um, consistent with doing hair and consistent with parenting. Um, Yeah, like that's probably the main two things that I was very consistent with. And there was a time like when I just totally just quit and gave it up and walked away, which I do so many things. And I'm trying to be committed to myself. And I think a lot of times we don't commit to ourselves and things that we say that we're going to do and we don't hold ourselves accountable. And so by this audio journal, like I am looking to commit myself to myself. And it's like, how how do, how do I feel like I could even commit myself to somebody else if I can't even do it to myself? Like I'm the person who I'm with every single day, all day. And... So how do I feel like if I can't, <clears throat> if I can't commit myself to myself, how do I feel like I could do that to somebody else? Shoot, or even God. How can I commit my life to him? And I can't commit myself to myself. It's easier really to commit yourself to God because you literally like are like taking your hands off the wheel. Like you literally giving him control. Whereas though when I commit myself to myself, it's like I still am looking to to be responsible and to be accountable and to um, show up and to reach potential and to not be lazy and to not procrastinate and to not lie to myself. Like my pastor said something good one time about like being loyal to bad decisions. And I have been in the past, like there were times where I was very loyal to a bad decision. I've even been that way in, in relation, not even just with myself, but in relationship with other people where, um, you just find yourself being committed to something that is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, like, are you serious like this is ridiculous like I can't believe I agreed to this and I'm not even talking about like simple stuff like agree to plans and then you just change your mind and you don't feel like it but that's like in the simplest sense but if we want to get really serious like how many times have we been in relationships with people and the relationship no longer serves us and when I say serve us I'm not even saying it in a selfish way I'm saying it like how many times have we committed to committed ourselves to someone and they're benefiting and they're withdrawing and they're leeching and you're depleted and you have less than and you lack resources and emotions and just everything. And so... I refuse to be committed to any type of bad decisions anymore. I refuse to 
stay loyal to disloyal people and situations and um yeah and I think like the closer that you get to 40 the more you really just don't care about how people view you or feel about certain things um you know my mother had told me all my life like well when I was younger she used to tell me like Lenise if they not feeding you funding you or fucking you excuse my language but that's what she said then it shouldn't matter anyway if they're not doing those three things like it shouldn't matter but sometimes we even have been loyal to people that were doing those things to us and not just a romantic partner but sometimes like a friend and sometimes a parent or a child like we've committed to things that are of no benefit or like even something like I said like even something as small as like plans but even something with your children where as though you commit to your child doing an extracurricular activity and it's like this doesn't even go with what we're trying to do like come on now and I I realized that most recently like with something I was just putting my youngest daughter into anything and everything but it's like yeah we you know we we are kind of beyond the age of trying everything um but if it's not pushing her towards the things that she's already good at and pushing her towards the things that she's already interested in and making those things better then I'm not paying my money for this like we're not doing this this don't even make sense and so um, I really want all of my children to find an art and find a sport and commit to one of, you know, one of both. And, um, a lot of times the sport will enhance the art. And so that's actually what I'm learning now is, okay, so for example, like I put her in track and mainly because I wanted to... She was get she was like the preteen age and she's getting like I wanted to get the baby fat off. Like I wanted to get the baby fat off. I wanted her to get faster in movement. Um I wanted her to get stronger. I wanted her to I wanted her to like work hard for something. And like trick is a mental sport. So it's not only just um her competing against other people on top of they age her up so she's 12 like competing with like 14 year old girls who have been running forever but it's a it's like she's competing against her mind and so um this was like the really the first time where she was in like a, a highly competitive sport as opposed to like soccer that she just had fun with or like a rec volleyball where it was just like you learning fundamentals this was like real like AAU like we traveled like we she was competing and so the season isn't over but <clears throat> I told her she only had to do one season and then after that she had the choice but the first season was a requirement and if she hated it you don't ever have to do it again I promise you I'll never make you do it again but 
if you find something that you love about it, if you see that it's enhancing you and you want to do this again, we going to do it. And I'm going to be in full support. But we tried, we did tumbling. And it's just overly, like, overly priced gymnastics. Learning how to flip. Like, we did it. She can do a flip now. Uh, initially, it was to enhance her dancing. Um, but, yeah, that was another decision that I committed to. That I just realized, like, yeah, we, this is done. And so I think um, that comes with setting boundaries. So setting boundaries in relationships, not only with, like I said before, like not only with partners and not only, but with parents and with children and with siblings and things like that. And I think a lot of times we don't set boundaries for very intimate relationships or people that we're close with. Like we have this open door policy or they think, or we think it's just an open door policy. And um, unless the conversation is had, whereas though this is an open door policy, like I think um, boundaries need to be discussed. So like with my best friend is, is she doesn't give me any boundaries. <laughs> and I take advantage of that without taking advantage of her because I love her. Um, and I think that's what, that's another thing about relationships. Like, like I said, like it, like my friend was, he told me like, and his wife is his best friend. Like my best friend is my best friend. And because I love her, there are certain things that she will allow, but I won't because I love her. If that makes sense. So it's certain things that I just won't do. It's certain ways that I would never disrespect her. It's certain things I would never say or, and not because I'm holding my tongue or not because I'm not being authentic, but it's because I love her. And so, um, I know I can be raw and authentic and I can tell her everything. And, um, but yeah, there are certain times for certain things. And so when it, in relationship to boundaries, like when you set boundaries with people, um, you got to hold on to them and put your foot down with people. And I think the older that I get, the more boundaries that I, the more that I see that boundaries have to be put in place early on in relationships or as early as possible. So like, even with my children, like my oldest being 22 is certain boundaries that I have to put in place with her as soon as it arrives. And so, I mean, to me, my kids are like practically perfect. Right. So I think I, I know I parent the greatest children on earth and so with even looking at her, like, I, I feel like sometimes, like, she might talk bad about herself or not be in the highest esteem for herself. And so we try to instantly turn that conversation around and try to find the positive or say it positively or try to find a gratitude in it. Um, and I'm doing it so that she can find it herself. 
not so that I have to always be that person to find it for her. But that in turn ends up being a boundary because she's not allowed to talk about herself in certain ways in my presence. And so setting up boundaries, um, set them up with everybody. I think a lot of times we don't want to have very uncomfortable conversations. And so by not having uncomfortable conversations, um, people are going to walk all over you (laughs) because ultimately people are for themselves. I think majority of everyone is for themselves. And a lot of times it comes from operating from survival as opposed to operating from someone who's thriving and someone who's striding along. When you operate out of survival, like everything that you do is to make sure that basic necessities or basic needs are met. Whereas though when you operate from a thriving perspective, you operate from overflow, in my opinion. So that goes back to, well, I don't know if I said it before here, but that goes um, back to something I always say as far as like giving from the saucer as opposed to giving from the cup. Because when you give from the cup, like you're giving from what you want, what you need for yourself. But when you pour from the saucer, you pour, I mean, when you give from the saucer, you're giving from overflow. You're giving from excess. You're giving from a perspective of a thriving perspective. So, yeah. Today was good chatting with y'all. Also today, I created... Well, not I created a community, but um, I am starting a community that merges like my trap yoga and my nine things. And so it will be a daily morning practice where we will journal and we will meditate and we will do a short yoga sequence um, every single morning. I'm still trying to knock out the times. We're looking at about 5.45 to 6 o'clock in the morning. So about 6 a.m.-ish is what we're looking at. And so, oh, I might just start at 5.55. That sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, so, and it's going to be every single day. So we have a theme. We have daily themes and I'll have like a weekly overall like theme. Um, or monthly theme like I'm trying to knock the kinks out but I do plan on starting next Sunday not this Sunday this Sunday will be Father's Day and the Sunday so the father the the day after Father's the Sunday after Father's Day (laughs) um so I do have some pre-registration or like people who sign up between now and um day one like everybody who starts up and they sign up for the three months in advance they get a kit that'll come with like a yoga mat and um essential oil essential oil diffuser like just a couple like treats that just like a thank you for signing up early and a thank you for committing to three months with me or like a little 90 days with me so um yeah i think it'll be cool and it's only 127 for 90 days. It's a little over a dollar a day. Like literally, like it's a little bit over a dollar a day. 
So, um, yeah, I hope to, I hope some of you guys might join me. Um, so whoever's listening to this, like go to my page on Instagram. It's Lord Funk underscore, or you can just go directly to the website. It's lordfunk.co and all the information is there to join the society. Um, I would love for you guys to be a part of my friends and family (laughs) and let's rock out. Like ultimately like it's building wealth, like W E L L T H. Like I want people to build wealth. So that is like holistic wealth for me. Um, when I spell wealth that way, it's like holistically wealthy. So not just financially, but physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually as well. Um, financially duh (laughs) but that's just an output so that's just the byproduct of you being holistically healthy like financial wealth is a byproduct of all of that so like i said um like follow subscribe um on everywhere that you or anywhere that you listen to podcasts whether it be apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify um amazon we're on all of them hopefully um share it share 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 feel free to share it's just an audio journal that i'm doing every single night um i just want to talk about my day and so if you are a part of the community then maybe we can discuss some things there as well Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 